Boom. What's up, Humble Beast? We're back again. We're out here bodding. Welcome to the podcast, Coming to Hot Podcast. Yeah, welcome to Coming to Hot Podcast. And how y'all doing today? You can find SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Twitter. I got, we don't have a Twitter. Uh, it's we, do, we do have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter? Yeah, oh, I think okay. uh, like two people follow it. Yeah, we, we got to cover all of our bases. Even oh, We got a LinkedIn. Yeah, we got a LinkedIn. We got an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, that's our... Uh, that's about to be our most popular thing. Just only fans, feet pics. That's what yeah. this is all. This was all a scheme from day one to try to just build us up enough notoriety to where we can really start running the show on OnlyFans feet pics. We don't want to. We don't want to deprive anyone of like a behind a paywall. So once this starts blowing up, we're definitely not going to go the Patreon route. We're just going to go do an OnlyFans to where you get some a little extra content. Yeah, you get. A little XX extra content. <laughs> that XX extra content. Only time I shoot below the neck. <laughs> oh, man. Um, dude, I have been grinding on my late night YouTube looking at some looking at some uh, old uh, uh, explore, urban exploration of some abandoned buildings yeah, those are around the world. All-time YouTube videos. Dude, I have been... Uh, the proper people, I gotta shout them out. They, they make the best vids that I've uh, found, like to where they're good and not not cheesy. Because other, like all the rest of them, I found it's like it's like some millennial LA dude with like with like highlights in his hair, and he's like, "I think we found a very spooky ghost in this old abandoned asylum." And uh, but no, proper people does it right, and uh, they're they're gonna make me mess around and walk around, walk into some. Uh, some crazy places, which there are some in Oklahoma, some strange, uh, some strange places. Oh yeah. There are some strange places in Oklahoma. That was like a thing, um, that we used to do. I've definitely been to quite a few really strange places in Oklahoma, which is really odd. Cause like, I don't like stuff like that. Yeah. So I like stuff like that. <laughs> like it, I did that in high school. It freaks me out. I did it too, but it freaks me out so much that like, I don't know why I do it. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's weird because, like, on one end, I keep saying, like, a lot. On one end, I'm not scared of ghosts. So, like, I don't even think that's a thing, really, in my mind. So, I don't know why these places scare me so much, but it's still just, like, that background thought mm-hmm. that, oh, what if this was a real thing and this is the situation that I discovered that this was, like, a real thing? Yeah, I, uh... The, the ghost thing wouldn't really scare me because I've been to some, like, for real haunted places before. And, like, yeah, it would spook me, I guess. but it, And it would, like, get me thinking about the reality of ghosts and stuff. But um, one thing on these on these videos that I look at on YouTube where they go to, like, it's a lot. It's only in America, too. Like, you know whenever they're in an American place versus a non-American place because, A, graffiti and vandalism doesn't sure. happen nearly as much overseas. Like, Almost at all. Yeah, it's because people don't have access to spray paint. Yeah, as that's true. Handily. That's very true. And um, but another thing here is a lot of squatters you're going to run into in a lot of these buildings, and they can get a little scary. A lot of the time, they're really nice, and they just want to be left alone. But um, other time, I mean, they've they've never had a like a real run in with somebody. But um, 
I mean, I could imagine how that would happen, if, especially if the guy thinks you're like cops or something. Oh, yeah. Or just like another person. I mean, like think about running squatter versus squatter running if he's had a run in with some dude that was yacked out of his mind. Yeah, for real. Like you got to be ready to go, go. Yeah. If like you're in that situation. That's like what's so crazy for me to think about living like day to day. I feel like I have like kind of a fairy tale thought of it sometimes about just how little things like how basic your thoughts would have to be but then like that's the negative side well obviously there are way more than just like one negative side to it but like that's like the biggest negative side in my opinion is just the fact that like if everybody was like super nice about it like it would be way more chill I think to live like a hobo lifestyle yeah I mean it uh I don't know. It, it, it would be, I guess the simplicity part of it would definitely be true, but also like the problems that you do have are way bigger. They're, that is, they're that is true. less because I mean, a lot of our problems are just like problems that come along with living in America in 2020, like as far as like your future and being economically successful and stuff like that. But I mean, if you have no hope for that, then that's not in your head. And if you don't have any family, then family and friend crap is not something that you deal with. But also just like those people have to think about, oh, I might get I might die today and get stabbed. And yeah. Oh, and and by the way, I am thoroughly addicted to heroin (laughs) and I'm not sure where to find that. And the guy that can give it to me might kill me as well. So I guess I'm thinking more like. Um, like like hop, stick like stick and train yeah like, like hop train stick and bindle yeah, style yeah. hobo <laughs> yeah like throwback like throwback like early train days hobos where you're just jumping trains and you're just kind of going town to town and like it honestly may have just been because you're running you're working or whatever and we're just like nope yeah like, I'm gonna go see like the country. Yeah, uh, that's the one similarity between millennial girls and hobos is that they're both saying, damn, I was born in the wrong generation. (laughs) They just want to be 60s train hopper hobos. Oh, God. (laughs) But they don't want to do – that's the disparity is that they don't enjoy the thought of riding on a train just on it for, like, days. And, like, to me, I feel like that would be exciting. Yeah, and I mean another another aspect of it is like you can't really do that anymore because I mean I first learned about this on Breaking Bad because um, of the all the train stuff that they did on there. No spoilers, but um, uh, they weigh the train down to like a margin of error of like ten pounds all the time. So like if a one hundred and fifty pound person gets on there, they're gonna be uh, the the police are gonna be at the next stop. Yeah. So that's just not realistic anymore. Yeah. I mean most stuff like that, technology and or like population has mm-hmm. just kinda made that impossible. I don't know how the whole stick and bindle thing came about. Cause how much can you really fit in something the size of like a large melon? You just that's the point. Yeah, or get a backpack of some nature. <laughs> yeah, I guess that must have, stick and bindle must have been pre. It had to be pre. Stick and backpack. bindle might just be a cartoon thing. Yeah, very well could be. Yeah, I'm sure there were like some people, but there's no way it was like a a like phenomenon. or just hook up like a strap or like a piece of rope to it. I feel like that's better than having a hard stick with yeah. a lot of torque at the end of it sitting on your shoulder all the time. I feel like I feel like a large majority of people would have just had 
like a like a little like satchel, like a burlap satchel kind of yeah. thing in that situation. Yeah. I mean, dude, like in Los Angeles, obviously the homeless population there is absolutely crazy, like 60,000 plus. But I mean, just the fact that they're that they can, I mean, it's an overwhelming problem. And so a lot of people have just like, especially law enforcement, have just like stopped caring. You can have like a pretty good setup with a large amount of items in your possession that you couldn't do that anywhere else. Yeah. You didn't have to be like nomadic. If you had a tent, I, I mean, it's it's not good and it smells bad because and people are going to walk into your tent randomly. But I mean, you can get like yourself a little hot plate and stuff. It's like a community. Yeah. We're like communities, which I mean is like really sad, but at the same time is like kind of fascinating to watch. Yeah, I mean I was I was researching um uh I was at abandonedoklahoma.com while I was uh watching some of these videos on YouTube and uh there's one there's like an old abandoned amusement park in Guthrie. Uh, not in Guthrie, in way north Edmond. And uh they were like Okay, if you're going to go to this place, you got to be extremely careful because it's completely surrounded by neighborhoods now. So you're going to have to either trespass through somebody's backyard and hop this tall fence to get in. But there's also a clear path to it. But that clear path is a complete squatter community. And you don't want to walk through that. I mean, you got to realize that you're amongst grizzly bears and you're not a grizzly bear. So if, if they start talking to you, asking questions like hanging out with the Hell's Angels... You're uh, you're not a part of them. That's when you just got you just got scratch the bottom part of your chest with your shirt. Lift oh yeah, your shirt you got, up a little bit. You got to let them know you got that thing on you. Yeah, you got to walk on by. But also, if I'm going to explore, I'm going to have my, that thing on me and that bang on me. That bang on me. That's, um, bro, that's referring to this bang energy drink that I have. Yeah, the energy beverages of the day are the bang. Uh, rainbow um, rainbow unicorn yeah rainbow unicorn and the tried and true monster ultra zero blue for me ultra blue i don't know if i've had the blue Ooh, that's I've a, all, as far as ultra zero goes i've only had the straight up white ultra zero Ooh, the ultra blue and the ultra red and the ultra black were the staple beverages of my call of duty days yeah they um I was I went to the old cowboy corner to purchase this one and uh, they didn't have they didn't they don't have small energy drinks there. No. Like I was looking for like a tiny little Red Bull because I already mm-hmm. had myself a nitro cold brew earlier. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a heart attack later today, but I mean that's for future Blake to deal with. Yeah. But um I was like, okay, I, I don't I can't get a small Red Bull. Do they have a regular NOS? Nope. It is a gallon jug of NOS. <laughs> It's got a cap on it and stuff. It's like yeah. you could save it. Yeah. And I then I lo- started looking through the bangs, and then I saw the reins. The reins are lethal. I haven't I haven't ever Sour messed apple. around with the reins. Sour apple rain. That's really? a powerful beverage. Yeah. Uh, but one thing about cowboy, you hit that cowboy corner a lot, don't you? Yeah, pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, the guy always got Fox News on. Oh, it's either it's Fox News if it's a guy, and it's ESPN if it's one of the college kids. Yeah, one of the college kids. Um, t- today they uh, they had Fox News on, and it like broke to some story about apparently right now Trump is like talking about how the sentence should be reduced for Roger Stone, and I don't know, I don't want to get into all that, but it broke to a 
congressman, Republican from some flyover state, and he was like, I've never really been a fan of Roger Stone. He seems like one of those guys that peaked in high school. And I was like, okay, my man, I can see that totally. Shooter. <laughs> yeah, he's a real one. That is, that's a, that's kind of a petty dig to throw. As it's a, 2020, everyone's petty. <laughs> facts, that's big facts. That's big, big facts. That's the office fax machine. But back to what I was saying, the ultra black, ultra blue, ultra red were probably the trinity of my energy bev game during my call of duty days yeah and that's what that's what fueled that and longhorn wintergreen single-handedly i guess dual-handedly fueled my call of duty addiction yeah that that, that stuff will make you not want to stand up yeah i just it's a that was that really is that's an incredible that that factor right there it was just like the first time i guess i was really smacking caffeine like that yeah and then just toss in those lips dude and i was gaming yeah i mean i've uh pre-college i never really had like a crazy caffeine like addiction which I'm, i'm sure i do now i definitely get a headache if i don't have it but um i didn't have coffee for the first time even until my freshman year and now i'm like I have co- I do coffee all day. That's how I was too. I I hated coffee, and then whenever I was a freshman, I just hit that point where you're just like, God, yeah. I, I don't even like the taste really, but that smack in the face is just so nice. And then eventually, the taste just comes around. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I remember this one like super early morning my freshman year, and uh, one of our friends that's a good old country boy was like. Hey, you're dozing off. You need a coffee. I was like, I don't really drink coffee. And he was like, no, no, I'll get you one. And I drank it and I hated it. And then I probably had like a year or two of, of fancying it up all nice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I mean, that worked for a while, but then I started dating a girl and I would go over to her house and her whole family was big coffee people and they were buying me some creamer just to put in my coffee while all the rest of them drink it, drink it black as black as night. And I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. This makes me feel like a little bit of a beta male. So <laughs> I, I like spent two weeks just like hammering down black coffee, just like hating every second of it. And then the second I reached that two week mark, I woke up in the morning. And I was like, I can't wait to have a nice old black coffee. And now I've been on that train ever since. I can you just got to force yourself to like it. I can, manage to drink a black coffee but i don't know i take no shame and toss in i don't toss like a ridiculous amount of creamer in there but i mean i'm definitely i want a little blonde i don't want that dark dark coffee yeah i mean i yeah i've I've told everybody like that's that like wants to start drinking black coffee because i mean honestly you can get coffee like anywhere but it's tough to like get the fanciness the way that you like anywhere i agree and it's a lot more convenient to like black coffee i was like look it took me two weeks you just gotta hate it for two weeks and then you'll love it and i I literally tell everybody that because i mean you can get coffee at like i could get leave here and be back with a black coffee in two minutes i could find a place (laughs) like a sears hardware you could find a a Sears hardware that's defunct. Um, uh, there actually used to be one. I'm not kidding. There used to be one like a block and a half away up until like probably like a month ago. Oh, really? That would actually not been a bunk statement. Oh, wow. Um, 
then yeah, I'll head down to the Sears Hardware. <laughs> I can find myself some coffee. Yeah, they I'll got- barter barter with the guy in the back. Like, hey, look, I'm not gonna buy this power tool unless you get me a cup of coffee from the back. I'm sure the salesman would be like, damn, okay. And then you're like, you just grab it and bounce. And he's like, ah, he got me again. I don't know. It might be in the market for a power tool. I <laughs> just haven't gone shopping. You're like, wow, he's really nice with this coffee. I actually think I might buy a power tool. Yeah, I mean, if I uh, if I do, wherever I happen to end up, if I am in an apartment, I think I'm going to get a storage unit just to like be my shop for mm-hmm. for my apartment days because like, I need to start gathering tools if I'm going to one day have, like, I can't just, like, all of a sudden have a garage and be like, okay, I'm going to spend $30,000 on everything now. Like, <laughs> now, that, that now just, it's time to ball out on these tools. Yeah, and you don't really have a, you don't have an emotional connection to the tools if you just buy everything at once. I think I got a multi-tool on me right now. I do. Wow. I'm just waiting. I mean, we just got to pray that, Forged in fire can keep getting seasons until that eventually becomes your hobby. So you oh, I'm gonna be on. heavily involved whenever I can get the equipment. <laughs> so you can the second on. I get a grinder, I'll probably get a furnace. We were looking at, well, when we were on the big Forged and Fire train last year. Everybody's watching Forged and Fire all day, every day. We were looking into how much a furnace would be, and they weren't they weren't that bad. Like a forge, mm-hmm. yeah, they weren't bad. And then we were like, yeah, we all go in on a forge. And we were like, how hot would it get in this place if we had a forge in the corner? And we figured it would be extremely hot inside extremely my inside my, my loft. Yeah. First off, the process of getting a forge up the stairs. We did. We did worse. You set up a pulley system. I don't know how much they weigh. I'm going to say, I mean, like, you got to think, like, how much an anvil weighs. And then you got to think about, like, the size of a forge. And it's, like, the same metal i'm pretty i mean it has to be to withstand heat like that yeah i mean yeah probably (laughs) i bet that thing weighs a lot Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no you're absolutely right um i don't think it's possible i think the stairs would break i I don't depending on how the machine is powered the mass of the ram the drop height and the striking force it can weigh anything from eleven thousand to four thousand two hundred and fifty pounds 1100 11,000 11 so no I don't I don't think the ones we were looking at would have weighed 11,000 I was thinking like at most like I'm saying the the lofts wouldn't have been able to like you wouldn't have been able to set it down in there or yeah. it would have just went whoosh yeah no the place through. the place wasn't wasn't made uh, great I <laughs> tried to take a bath one time and accidentally overflowed the thing yeah. and I messed up everyone's apartment like not just mine everybody below me like it seeped it seeped horizontally <laughs> like 20 feet like there's there's different caverns in the in the structure of that place where the mice community lives oh yeah Dude, uh, well, I was um, uh, on the. I forgot what house manager it was this year, or I mean, the year that I that I did this. But one of the house managers scrounged up the blueprints for Sigma Nu for the house, and um, this is going to be real niche. But there's a room called two hundred six that is a very strange room, no windows, and it's very strangely shaped. But there's this area. Yes. Of nothing yeah. behind that room. And we were like, 
what could possibly be in there? It's probably a triangle that's like four feet on each side. And I was probably, I was like, yeah, that's probably where everything lives. Like all the strange creatures that only live in the basement of that house, they have their colony in there and they just like have a little thing and there's probably roaches and there's probably rats and they've got a community and a mayor and everything. Like they've they've got a government in there. Everybody, um, just thank Jesus Christ that you didn't have to live in the basement of Sigmanu at Oklahoma State. And then follow that up by getting really bad FOMO. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, no. I, I loved it, honestly. It's um, it's a lifestyle that you got to get accustomed to. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's a lifestyle you could only live whenever you're 19 and 20 years old. 100%. But, I mean, that's just like everything. I mean— I tell every single freshman that I meet and they're like talking about spring break plans. I'm like, oh, you can only go to Padre whenever you're below South Padre Island when you're below 20 years old. So I would go now because I did it whenever I was 18 and I absolutely loved it. Oh, I was 19, but you can absolutely, I absolutely loved it, but I would never go back in a million years. You got, yeah, that is definitely, I missed my chance to hit Padre and I watch this stuff now and I'm like, if I went now, I'd just be like, wow. No, you would hate it. You would hate it now, but you have, you have to have that young spirit that doesn't care about anything. And you got to have that young immune system to not leave that Island with a disease. You got to be young and virile. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly, but I, I like watch the stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I take that back. I would have had a really good time. I was about to say, like, I watched it and I didn't know if it would be my vibe, but I was like, okay, if I was in Padre at that, like, time frame, yeah, like, it definitely would have been my vibe. Yeah, it's um, it's really nobody's vibe, and that's the thing. <laughs> oh, you just that's, gotta... that's so not true. It is so many townies' vibe. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean nobody that we would associate with's vibe. <laughs> just because, like... You you have to. It would be somebody that would wear clothes that if they walked into a, my house, I'd be like, "Hey, look, dude, can you go home and change?" Yeah, I don't real. like I don't like the amount of skin you're showing <laughs> in in December, bro. You're wearing a tank top and jeans. Yeah, what kind of combination is that? Yeah, and there are just some shoes that don't make sense. He still has Osiris. <laughs> the Osiris's. Osiris's. Yeah. Fire TV show alert. Um. Lately, I've been watching, we were talking about this before, I've been watching Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Yeah, I got to get into it. It's um, it's like Scooby-Doo, but what if you subtracted Fred and added in Mike Tyson and then subtracted Scooby-Doo and added in Norm MacDonald as a bird? That's amazing. I didn't know about this Norm MacDonald yes, cast. Norm MacDonald. All the stars are here. <laughs> Norm MacDonald's like this bird. That's like, um, just like always, he's just a classic character that's always like getting trashed and just like not like saying like terrible things. Dude, Norm MacDonald might be, might give a fuck the least of anybody on the planet. Yeah. If, if he's this same person he is on camera, off camera, then yes. No, off camera, he's like, he went on Howard Stern and said, um, just jokingly, oh, no, no, he said something on Howard Stern, and then he had to apologize for it and went on The View and was, like, and was, like, apologizing while he's, like, eating pistachios, like, breaking <laughs> open pistachios, like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that, I'm sorry. 
and then he was like, he just accidentally said, he was like, they were talking about like some sort of like sexual assault thing. He was like, look, I've never had consensual sex with a woman. And they were like, <laughs> what did you say? He was like, I don't know if that made sense, but yeah, I don't think so. And I was like, I was like what, did, what exactly do you mean by that, Norm? <laughs> Pause, Norm. We yeah. actually need to run that one back, Norm. Yeah. Okay, but back to Mike Tyson's mysteries. Um, Every single episode starts out with like, it's kind of like a Bob's Burger vibe of insignificant issues. Yeah. But then it always turns into like an extreme it like situation. Yeah. And that's like the the gold in it. 11 minute episodes, which is always powerful. It's in that powerful adult swim. 15 minute block, 11 yeah, the minute 50, episode. The 15 minute blocks of adult swim are either anime or heaters. Yeah, and dude, uh, how how it, it, nobody had the idea for what the Adult Swim Toonami Cartoon Network combo for yeah. that channel to be, that couldn't have been, like, a structured thing. That's, like, history yeah. building on itself. Because, like, Toonami, you catch you catch Adult Swim from, like, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. They've got some, like, deep stuff that about 15 people are watching. But <laughs> those 15 people are, like... Are like, okay, yeah, this is my show. I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. to watch this. My bangers in the 15-minute slots are infomercials at number one. Yeah. That's the best one. They have came out with, like, a few new ones. I don't know how recent they were, but I just saw them for the first time this week. And they are insane. They are all just, like, I mean, it's the classic just infomercial, like, starts off with, like, a really basic concept that if you're watching it, Mm-hmm. Like casually at like one thirty, kind of in and out of sleep. You're gonna yeah, just, trick you. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, this is just a regular, regular thing, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps. It always has so many layers to it. Do you think somebody with like no context has like made it five minutes into the Eric Andre show and was like, oh, this is like Conan O'Brien, like not five minutes. I'd say two minutes into the Eric Andre show and think it's like a legit talk show. No. Unless they missed the intro. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> if they if they missed the intro and then they just saw it right after the intro ended, then they might There's random it. sections where you might... Well, I mean, like, I don't know, because you would have to catch it in, like, in, like, a certain spot where it's, like, an Eric Andre monologue, and then he brings a guest out. But even whenever he brings a guest out, like, 50% of the time... They have, like, a hard time getting out, and that's what's fun. It's, like, a weird sliding Japanese door that's not yes. exactly on the roller. It's, yeah. like, they kind of have to break the door a little bit and, like, yeah. collapses. That, I mean, that's just how you—I'm sure the guests are weirded out before then, but I don't know. The fact that it's, like, 85 degrees in there, and that's what they keep it at. Now, you know what the ones that—you know what the— writer that does kind of a similar style to Eric Andre that I really think you could watch if you had no context and get fooled for like quite a while. Uh, Derek Beckles with like totally for teens, mostly for millennials. Um, I think it's called hot product. Have you ever watched any of those? No. Um, Hot package, hot package, mostly for millennials, totally for teens. And it's like that same kind of format, except it's like, um, Hot product is like uh, entertainment tonight, and then mostly for millennials and totally for teens are like MTV uh, live studio audience shows from back in the day. 
where like it's like yeah. kids in the studio on like bleachers. Yeah. And just the way that they like the hot product one is more like they don't it's not as much of a joke. And mm. it's even harder to tell. Yeah. But it's like they'll do the craziest amount of cuts. That's yeah. like my favorite part of it, is it's like every like two seconds, it seems like for the hot product, they're literally like changing the camera angle and talking about something different. Yeah. Um, one I think that could trick people for sure is Nathan for you. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've ever seen that. It's, um, I, I haven't watched it in forever, but it's, uh, it's basically, he, he is like a, like acts like he go, he's going into businesses, like trying to fix it up. Like you're like any of your, any of your like restaurant operation restaurant or whatever shows but he's just going into business businesses and he acts like he's like a business professional like a manager Mm -hmm. and then just has the most terrible ideas to fix Mm -hmm. the fix the business like he goes into a gas station and uh he's like all right before i before i'm gonna try to save this business i need to do a little stakeout and he brings in one of those giant like like Indian, like Indian, um, like Native American wood carvings that's like nine feet tall that you would see in like an Oklahoma casino. Mm-hmm. And except he has a cavern inside that he can hide <laughs> in, and he just puts it in one of the corners of the gas station. And he's like in there, and it's got a little bit too big eye holes to where you can totally see that there's a guy in there. And then he, his idea ends up being like, it's like a, um, it's a rebate thing to where it's twenty five cent gas. But you get the rebate. It's it's like three twenty five. But you get it to where it's twenty five cents a gallon if you bring this real rebate to like a certain location, and you have to like climb a mountain to get <laughs> there, and and it's like not even like a normal mountain climb. Like it's a it's a hike. It takes like twelve hours to get there, <laughs> and and then Nathan goes with this bus that's taking people to the mountain that they have to climb. And randomly people start falling off and they're like, look, this isn't worth it to save the 50 bucks. And eventually he gets to the very end and there and there's like two people left. He's like, okay, here, here's the rebate, I guess. But it's just a bunch of stuff like that. We're just trying to like save businesses. That's kind of, that like sounds like it's on the level of joke as like the tim heidecker trial yeah and like um i just watched the adult swim golf classic have you ever seen that it's got adam it's like john daly and adam scott are the golfers Mm -hmm. and then the dude that's i can't remember the actor's name that played john daly but he doesn't look like john daly at all and then adam scott the dude that's playing adam scott is adam scott but like the actor who also doesn't look like adam scott yeah and like it starts off like it's going to be like a super normal golf broadcast but then they play nine the back nine of trump's golf course in california and uh like the biggest joke right off the bat is that they're actually playing adam scott and this other actor's shots yeah so they go like 60 plus over both of them on nine holes (laughs) because it's like a hard course yeah and they're just getting killed by this course and like halfway into it um, and I think this might not, I mean, it's probably acting, but it might actually not be acting. Cause like slowly, like John Daly is over there just drinking the whole time. Like the actor is playing John Daly drinking the whole time. And then he starts like complaining about everything that Adam Scott does. 
And yeah. then we'll just start nitpicking him and just like the remainder of the thing is him just them just struggling through these nine holes. Like it's like the worst golf I've ever watched in my life. But the commentary and stuff is just like pure like 1980s golf broadcast yeah and like the filming style like they never like break that it's like a joke but mm-hmm. like it's obvious that it's a joke that's hilarious dude last night i finally got around to it and i watched midsummer Ooh, heater dude i was i like i think as far as like shock value it might be worse than hereditary the only thing that's different i guess is that um I didn't see the ending of Hereditary coming as, or I didn't see the ending of, yeah, yeah, I didn't see the ending of Hereditary coming as much. Well, I mean, it's it's because um, it's because Hereditary is definitely supernatural. Yeah, like there's no aspect of of um, Midsummer that is like yeah. like can't actually happen. Yeah, that is that is true. That is, but the the uh, spoiler. Um, it uh, the thing about Midsummer is that you don't really like about thirty minutes before it ends, you start to get like the like the purpose of the entire festival. Yeah, but then you don't really understand like the deepest purpose of the whole festival until the very end. Yeah, yeah. Because like you you kind of get like after everything goes down and she's like and she walks away from a group of girls to go look inside the keyhole at the dude laying pipe with all the girls around him. Yeah. Weird, weird fucking movie. The weir- um, that's one of the weirdest scenes yeah. in a movie ever. And, uh, and at I that saw it point... I with my parents. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at that point you think that the whole purpose of the festival is for the girl to win the competition and then be off doing stuff like blessing the crops or whatever while this dude like impregnates a girl and then that's the whole point of it but then afterward you realize that oh yeah the dude's definitely gonna die they're gonna kill the dude and the girl who wins the dance competition becomes part of the thing and it in one thing that the um, that somebody pointed out to me was the part where she goes into like the sleeping quarters after she sees the the her boyfriend, and like they all scream in there. You remember that part? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody pointed out to me that that's probably that group of girls is probably all the past winners of the dance competition. Ooh, because that's why they're so emotional about it. It's Damn. because it's ha- the same exact thing has happened to all of them. Damn, that is true. That's great. Wow, that is nuts. Yeah. That wow. Is, yeah. That That's is a nuts. hell of a film. Yeah, hell of another Ari Oster bust us again. I don't know. Like the first, um, the first like opening probably thirty minutes where all the stuff happens to your family and everything, yeah. and then you get that gorgeous, gorgeous shot of it's going through her apartment and she's like like unconsolable crying and the boyfriend's like, oh shit, oh shit. And then it goes out the window to the snow. And then that's where it has like directed by Ari Aster midsummer. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite shots that I've ever seen. And I was like, damn, this boy Ari Aster with a 24 can't miss. One of my favorite, my favorite shot from the movie is whenever she fully gets to being another spoiler alert, when she fully gets flowered out, yeah. And uh, it's the shot of her sitting in the chair with the mountains in the background, but then the mountains start to like 
go like muddy yeah. and like the flower, like that black spot on yeah. your head is like pulsing. Yeah. And it's just like, um, I well, mean, I mean, they're tripping balls the whole movie. To, yeah. I was about to say that was one of those things is like, um, yeah, you know, you know, you know, yeah. I mean, like the, the end, the end where like the, the hut is burning and like it, it keeps on like fading in and out, like super slow yes. with her face and then the hut burning. And then all of a sudden she smiles and the movie ends. Oh man, I loved it. I genuinely loved it. Yeah, it was a powerful movie. It was a little bit more, I liked the direction of it being more, it was even more like information in the shadows than um, hereditary. What do you like, mean by information in the shadows? As far as just, like, stuff that's not directly said by the movie that they just toss in the background that makes you go, like, oh. Yeah. Like, oh, I bet that's that. I bet that's that. Like, we're, like, hereditary had a lot of that, but they, like, explained a lot of it. Yeah. I feel like Midsummer did, like, a really good job of just, like, setting it there, and then it's, like, if you are going to, like, the the level that you're going to think that this movie is crazy is how hard you're going to watch it. Yeah, like, um... Like we real, this part's disgusting. But uh, the part that they don't say, but you have to realize if you looked at the movie earlier, when they first get there, it they're like getting the tour around it. Randomly pans across that like cloth that has like the story on it, like the different boxes, and mm. it it shows like what happens. Yeah, and then you realize that he finds that hair inside his like pot pie or whatever and they're like oh well, i realized this like especially the black guy that knows like everything it, you realize what happens but you don't really he he takes a drink of his drink but if you looked before that his drink doesn't look like everybody else's drink in the line yeah and I then after this. he finds the hair you realize that her blood's in it and yeah, it, yeah. both of us that were watching were like oh my god there's blood in the drink like, it's little stuff like that. It was an amazing movie. So, elite movie analysis. We're going to close it out there. Boom. See you all next week. <laughs>